Hello and welcome to Everything I Did Wrong as a Church Planter, a million-part series. My name is Logan Wolf, and I'm speaking to you from my office in Provo, Utah, where my wife Grayson and I have lived for more than 12 years now as church planters. Uh, Over the course of those uh, 12-plus years, um, our ministry has taken a lot of different forms and shapes. We started in the conference center of a Best Western, what eventually became a Baymont Inn and Suites, basically doing that uh, a mobile church setup every week, coming in, setting up, tearing down. We did that for five years before we navigated a church merger and absorbed a much larger, much older church than us, and basically overnight became multi-site. So we had two buildings in two different counties, two different cities, uh, and staff in both of those places, part-time staff, but staff nonetheless. And we did that for almost four years before offloading that structure, getting rid of those buildings, phasing out the staff. And we have for the last, uh, going on five years now, been functioning as a network of house churches across the state uh, of Utah, even spilling into some other states across the U.S. and even outside the U.S. here of late. So it has been an incredible um, 12 years or so. I've been looking back on that. And basically evaluating what I would do differently if I could do it all over again, even if I was pursuing some of those same courses of action, what would I do different if I was going to do mobile church again, or if I was going to be multi-site again? Um, and then just knowing what I know now, like would I even go down some of those paths and those roads? And so my purpose in doing this is just to um, basically save you some of the heartache and tears and frustration as well as just your time and your energy and your money as you are preparing to or are laboring in the city that you feel God has called you to. And so this is season two, and uh, I don't know how significant the fact that, or how significant it is that we are trying to do this in seasons, but I've been focusing on the time, at least in my personal story, of life and ministry before uh, our grand opening service. So in season one, I was talking a lot about life and ministry prior to moving to Provo, Utah. And uh, now I'm focusing on this this very brief season before our grand opening service. And of course, we've had some other voices on here as well. We'll continue to do that. Those may or may not align with my own story uh, chronologically, but I do, man, we've had um, just some, some good brothers on this. My wife's been on this as well. And I've got some things lined up here. I'm going to hope to record even this week um, that will give you some more insight into uh, some things, some pitfalls and some things to avoid in your own church planting endeavors. And so I want to talk about, I think, something very practical that I gave absolutely zero consideration to, and it ended up biting us. And then in hindsight, I mean, just it was was ongoing. And that is, I did not consider branding. I did not consider branding. Now, I'm not talking about marketing. I feel like that'll be a conversation um, coming up soon and how we were advertising and promoting our services and events and activities and those sorts of things, social media, all of that. Uh, but branding and and by branding, I just mean the way that you distinguish yourself in the public arena, um, the way that you foster your public identity. And that usually includes not just your your name. So again, I'm talking about churches, so your church name or logo, but any additional um, symbols, slogans, colors, um, et cetera, those kind of things that would lend itself. And when people see those or hear those things, um, they think of they think of you. 
So absolutely, that's not my background. I have no training in it. I've not done anything even personally to try to develop those skills. And so this is something I did terribly and it showed up so often just how bad, how awful um, our branding our branding was. So no thought was given to this personally for us beyond our church name and our church logo. Now, probably like you, um, before we ever moved, we were, I remember just driving down the road at times, me and my wife just brainstorming church names and what have we named it this? And what about this? And trying to incorporate different symbolism and Bible verses and you know something, what, what about this? And we went back and forth and there was, I mean, a lot of, obviously a lot of scrap, things you just didn't use, things that weren't, you know, maybe created, were created for the sake of being creative or things that were cliche or, but I remember one time we were driving down, this is back in, in North Carolina and we were driving down the road and I had said, uh, I said, I was the name of what we call it bright morning or something like that. And my, my wife is like, we're not naming the church. That sounds like a, like a daycare center or something. We're not naming the church after a daycare center. Um, so anyway, we, we gave a lot of thought to that. And as well as the logo. Now I didn't come up with the logo, um, for our church, our ministry. We actually had a friend. So not even a professor, we had a friend do it, uh, for free, just as a, you know, something they wanted to do for us. And, um, I said, yeah, that's great. And I took it and ran with it. Um, but both those things, uh, we're not, we're not, we could not give them, <laughs> we did not give enough thought to either of these things. And that's what I want to en- encourage you to do. So the name of the church that we started, um, if you're following our story chronologically, was New Morning Church, New Morning Church. And we came up with that, my wife and I, prior to moving to Utah. So before we ever moved, that was May 12th, 2011, we had already decided we're going to start New Morning Church. Uh, And then we had the logo. And the logo was this uh, rectangle. I don't even have a picture. I'll tell you what I'll do is if you're watching this on YouTube, I will right here, I'm going to make a note. I will phase in or fade in at 620. I will fade in the uh, the logo we use because it is rectangular. It'll take up the whole screen. It was rectangular. It was uh, aspen trees or or the pine, not aspen trees, um, the pine trees here in Utah. And it kind of looked this little forest. It was probably more complex than it needed to be. Um, and then the words were were behind it. So I'll, I'll try to pull that up here if I can, if I can find it on my files. And so we, we had already had prepared that uh, before we got here. And initially, our church name included the denomination. So it was New Morning or Denomination Church. And, I, and I'm really, tr- I'm going to say this again. I know I've said it in the past and forgive the redundancy, but some I, I feel like some people are not getting this. I'm not trying to throw stones or anyone under the bus. I'm just trying to recount our personal experience. And so I don't think it's significant to know what denomination I'm talking about, but we were sent out under a local church sending agency that did have denominational affiliation. We have that church we absorbed that I mentioned just a moment ago, that merger was that that church planter was sent out under the national denomination. And so there was some denominational uh, monikers in our initial publications and signage. And so we had New Morning Denominational Church. And I gave no consideration about how that would be received by the public here in 
Provo, particularly in light of the fact that it's a, um, you know, it's 98%, at least professing to be members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so Mormons, less than half a percent uh, evangelical Christian. And so it did no consideration to how the actual name of the church, let alone the denominational moniker, would be perceived or received by the public that we were trying to minister to and, and reach. And so I remember we printed this big banner that had the church logo and name on it, and we were setting up at the farmer's market uh, pretty soon after we got here. And I talk about that in the episode when I talk about how quickly we started our our uh, church plant and how I wish I'd taken more time. So we moved in May, and by June, we were every week out at the farmer's market having our preview service. That June. I mean, It was just rolling. So we had this banner, church logo name on it. And I remember so many times people come by and they would ask us the difference between this denomination and other denominations, other similar denominations. And uh, we, that was, those were the conversations we were having at our booths, at these public events, these public spaces. And I remember just realizing, I, these are not the conversations I want to have. Like, I don't want to be talking about the difference between this Christian group and this Christian group. I want to be telling, talking about the gospel. I want to be pointing people to Jesus. And if I had just taken a split second to think through, like, hey, we don't, let's wait to uh, to name, you know, we don't have to put this in the name. Let's wait to name this before we even moved here. Um, it might have saved us some of those those uh, those conversations. But so eventually, so shortly, so that was June. We printed those signs June 2011, and we're having those conversations through the summer. I think by the end of the summer, and if I'm not mistaken, and I'd. We might have launched with that denominational moniker on all the signage, but shortly after our grand opening service, I think we pulled it so that it was just New Morning Church because we kept having those conversations. Uh, what's the difference between this group and this group? What's the difference between this group and this group? What's the difference? Um, another thing that did not even dawn on me would be an issue of with the church name is people would walk by our booths. This again, I'm talking about when we were in public spaces. So the farmer's market, the uh, chamber of commerce, the women's expo, the freedom festival, all these different fairs and festivals and events. And real quick, people would stop and say, what's the, what's the new Mormon church? What's, what's a new Mormon church? And you can't say, look here, you illiterate idiot. Uh, you, so I, the name itself uh what was was it just wasn't clear i mean i get people are walking by fast and it's you see what you want to see you know but you know we said, no that's not what it says and we we get to have some conversation there but there was man i i think one of the things i wish i had done uh when it comes to branding and here i'm talking about logo i'm talking about the ch- church name specifically is just waited and got here and got a feel for um the culture, the area, and had some conversations around the church name and, and buzzwords and all this kind of stuff, and then named the church after we had arrived. In fact, knowing what I know now, I would have waited until we until we started gathering other disciples and believers and moving towards some kind of public gathering and roundtable that and let them help me in that decision, creating some buy-in and, you know, brainstorming some different ideas. And so I, I, I wish I just, I hadn't, I wish I hadn't named the church before that I, I moved here, before I 
before I got here. Um, in that same vein, we created a tagline. And this was probably the, the, the extent of our branding beyond the name and the logo. We created a tagline. So it was New Morning Church, Meeting God, Meeting Friends, and Meeting Needs is what we came up with. And if I'm not mistaken, that came out of one of those church planning books that I read. We did a whole episode on church planning books. It might have been, uh, it was either Mutchler or Ceres, or Cersei's book, because those are the guys that I was was pretty much using like a manual. So um, one of those guys had suggested some kind of, you know, a tagline, um, slogan or whatever for your ministry. And we rolled with that. And it, it took us forever to come up with that, something that there was some symmetry to it and and whatnot. And so meeting God, meeting friends and meeting needs is where we landed. And we thought that captured this idea of, of the gospel going out, coming to Jesus, coming to, to a relationship with God, and then that love your uh, neighbor piece, serving the community piece. And so the Great Commission, Great Commandment, both run represented in that. And we, we put that on on everything as well. So New Morning Church, Meeting God, Meeting Friends, Meeting Needs. And then we had this tree forest logo um, here. And uh, the logo itself, again, I'm grateful for the guy that that put it together for us. It was an awkward shape. And it was, I wish we had considered the fact that we're going to use it in different ways, you know, circular and square and whatnot. It did not lend itself. Our logo did not lend itself to anything but essentially that, what is it? The 16, nine ratio or whatever. I mean, that's what the logo was. Um, it made it difficult to print things, all this kind of stuff. Um, even if you kind of reshaped it, we ended up trying to basically rebuild it to use it in some different ways, but it was, it was complicated. It wasn't high quality. Um, it, it, even I think the first files I had of it, it was like, it wasn't a, a PNG. It was, it wasn't, what was it is a, it was a JPEG. So it wasn't even transparent. I don't know. It just caused us a lot of troubles, but we were using it, printing it on everything. And um, anyway, I wish we had actually hired someone out um, for for that purpose, actually done that professionally. And I think I mentioned that in the episode about fundraising, how we didn't raise enough money and how I had this um, scarcity mentality around like, well, we'll just do it on the cheap. I'll just do it myself and all this. And that's fine. There are some things you can do on your, do yourself and you can do on the cheap, but not everything. And I think when it comes to, to branding and graphic design, that's one of the things if you're going to, especially if you're going to go the attractional route that we were doing in the conference center and then in, in multi-site spend the money. If that's not your skill set, if you're not gifted, talented in that way, then let someone else who is do those things for you. And uh, man, I, I was, I so wish we had, wish we had done that. So we come up with this name, this tagline and the, and the logo all before moving to Utah. All right. I, again, we should have waited. I think we rushed that. And it, it, but the fact that we had to keep changing it, I think is evidence of the fact that we, we rushed that we had to keep changing the pulling parts off of the name and changing the structure. Anyway, we should have just slowed down and waited and then hired someone to do it for us. That's the two things I want to suggest. I'll keep emphasizing again. There's no rush, like get where you're going, get a feel for the area and then, um, press into it. Now I will say this as an aside, I did not feel that like new morning church, like that was like God told me in a dream or the Holy spirit revealed to my heart. I was always like, I didn't feel that that was, um, 
what we had to name the church. Uh, it was scriptural based. That comes from Lamentations 3, that God's grace is anew every morning. Uh, but it, even that, that was just Grayson and I brainstorming. That was not something I felt super convicted over or convinced of that we had to do. Case, in, I mean, evidence by when we merge, we change the name of the church, right? So um, anyway, if you feel super, con- God's revealed, this is the name of the church. Okay, I'm not going to tell you not to name it that. I don't want to be that guy. But I will say, slow down. There's no reason you have to have it up front. Um, and there's you, you get a sense of where you're going to be, get a sense of the people you're going to reach, and even bring them in on that conversation, um, if nothing else, just to create that buy-in and that ownership for what's about to happen. So anyway, I wish we had wish we had done that. What happened in the season leading up to our grand opening service was just a lot of inconsistency in our messaging. And, and in the branding, because we did not give thought beyond those three pieces I just shared uh, to color schemes, any additional language, symbols, emphasis, you know, anything else we would use. Of course, now in the realm of social media, there'd be video pieces or hashtags or whatever, um, different things like that. No consideration to any of that. And so you had this disjointed appearance on every single one of our platforms. So our printed material looked one way and then our website looked a completely different way. And then our social media outlets, uh, I think initially we just had Facebook and, uh, and Twitter, uh, or whatever. I don't, I saw that. I just saw that, uh, Elon Musk changed the logo to that X. So I don't, I don't even know it's being called Twitter now, but whatever. Those are the two social media platforms we had. And, it looked one. It looked different over there, and so you would bounce between those, and just no continuity, no continuity in the language, no continuity in the color scheme, no continuity in the, the pictures, no no even continuity in like the action items, the actions, you know, steps that you're asking people to make, and it, it was just all over the place. And rarely were we ever. I think the only thing we outsourced was the actual printing of any of the the materials that we were putting together. And so like the church invitations we were taking door to door, I think we went to uh, Got Print, I think is who printed those, which is a great, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Got Print is a great um, resource for those kind of things, but no one helped with the graphic design or anything. And so, you know, you're, you're putting all this together and it's just, oh, it was just awful. And then I remember one time we did this event Oh, so I wish we had spent more money on this. This is so cheap. I remember we went to an event. We had got all this contact info for people that stopped by our booth and gave us their name and phone number and email address. And um, we and, uh, we went to Office Depot. I did. I'm not even going to blame. Like Grayson had no part in this. Don't put this on her. I went to Office Depot and I bought a pack or several packs of, I guess, what were wedding invitations. Like, like you, they had. It was the the foldable cardstock wedding invitations, but it had the silver pearl border around it, like a texture, like clearly something for a party or a reception. And that's what I printed the follow-up on. And it looked like I cr- it cr- I'm cringing right now. Like it's so you can't, and which makes for good audio, right? Uh, so terrible, so awful. And that's what I sent to people. I don't know. I don't think you have to be an expert or perfect. And I don't think this is something that we have to like match the multi-million dollar companies and corporations that are, you know, do this every day, but there is something to doing it well. 
And my attitude was save money, save money, save money, which is a position I put myself in. It's a position others let me put myself in. If I had just spent the money or raised the money and then spent it on, I think it would look so much better. And so, um, man, I hate that I did that. And that was just one of several examples where me on the, on the cheap um, was putting together. And then we did advertising in the newspaper and all kinds of stuff. I just wish we had done so much better. There were probably people seeing that and laughing at us. I know <laughs> I know that if I received especially that wedding invitation paper or whatever and someone sent that to me I no, like this is ridiculous, man. This is so so ridiculous. Um so anyway, it led to some inconsistent messaging. The merger, and I'm going to talk about the church merger and our navigating that in another episode entirely because that was years later. But all that did, I think, was exasperate. Is it exasperate? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. This reminds me of of the episode Grayson and I did where we couldn't pronounce the word. Uh, All it did was make it worse, (laughs) the the inconsistency in our branding, in our our messaging. Uh, We wanted to honor the church we were merging with. So, because it was, it was at least five years older than us going on, going on six years older than us, I believe. And, uh, it is, it was called cross point church, cross point church, different name, different logo. And so we wanted to honor them just because they were a bigger group of people. They were the older church. And so we were going to, when we merged, we were going to rebrand, learned no lessons from the previous experience with branding and we kept their name. We kept our original tagline. So it was Cross Point Church, meeting God, meeting friends, meeting needs. And then we kept their their logo. And of course, now you're in two different cities. We didn't learn any lessons. They didn't have any really strong branding themselves. And so as we're like merging websites and merging social media pages and all this kind of stuff, um, it's, man, that inconsistency was just blaring, just across a continued across the board. And then you're trying to communicate because there's a huge, something we didn't consider the, just the, the difference of the culture and the people in Salt Lake County versus Utah County and stuff's not landing and stuff's inconsistent. So, uh, the, that merger just made that all the more frustrating. I think looking, looking back in hindsight, it was a, it was a frustrating thing. And, and even here's something I was just considering when it comes to branding is how, we essentially eventually moved just towards this blandness. And you, I read two articles recently. I'm going to put both of these in the show notes because I, they're not church related, um, but they're on this point of, of branding. And the one article is called The Age of Average. And the second article is called HGTV is Making Our Homes Boring and Us Sad. And both these articles capture this reality unfortunately, that where everything kind of moves towards the sameness. And that first article, The Age of Average, kind of shows all these different book covers and movie posters and home decor stuff and fashion magazines, uh, paintings from you know different, different time periods that all just kind of move towards the same thing. And you see that in church culture and in church branding. Um, and we see that, you know, with with Crosspoint, there was this opportunity with this merger to really reinvent ourselves and correct some of those errors. And instead we slipped into this sameness, this one was too, so much. So, so Crosspoint, there's also in Utah, a Crossroads church and a Center Point church. 
And uh, in fact, the Crossroads Church, we must have had the same, whoever did Cross Points logo must have did Crossroads logo because it is almost the exact same logo. Someone's, someone sold the same product twice or someone ripped someone off. Um, but anyway, it's like this, you know, the same kind of names, the same kind of logos. You even look at like church decor. It's that same, like fair for a while, I'm, that reclaimed wood on the back, on the stage, on the pulpit, the podium. And then you think of like church social media is always, they always got the shot of the, of the, uh, the coffee table or, you know, the, whatever. And, and it's just, it's, this moves towards the same. So it's just this monotonous, uh, bland kind of, uh, representation, I guess, of, of Christianity. And so with that, I, I said, you know, okay, we could have, we could have done so much different and we didn't. I wish hindsight, uh, in addition to actually slowing down on naming new morning and then paying a, someone to help with the branding on the front end. I wish we had, instead of just absorbing Crosspoint and their logo and their name and whatever, I wish we had gone against the mainstream and kind of broke out from that mold. And that's something I, I would recommend to you is like, don't, don't look at all the, your 10 top 10, like church role models. I don't know what the word is or examples of like, this is one of my favorite churches or this is my favorite ministry. And like, I'm going to do something. So like, I would try to break out from that because it all kind of just slides towards that grayscale um, and I'm using that metaphorically, this kind of grayscale blondness. And so do something, I would say completely different, like do something different. We don't have, you know, anyway, brand, I get with branding. Well, here's knowing what I know now, let me move towards this is kind of move this, wrap this up here. Knowing what I know now, I, I have this good love hate relationship with branding. Now we're at a point in our ministry, I have been messing with like only thing we've maintained that's a public display of our name and logo is our website. And we're, we're tweaking some of that. And we're probably going to have to redo a lot of that uh, entirely as we look at what does it mean to network more broadly and, and go from being, you know, this cross point is essentially the name of a singular entity, but now it's not a singular church. We're a network of house churches and we've got more people coming in, wanting training and coaching and these kind of things. And, and, you know, how, do, how do we communicate what we're doing now? So there will be some rebranding there. So I get the significance of it and the importance of it. But the, on the flip side of that, I hate branding in the sense that it, it creates essentially this competition, which is what branding is. You're setting yourself apart in the public sphere, right? So I, I think if, you know, in branding, we can try to make ourselves appear, here's why we're different than this church, or here's why we're better than this church. And that's not, like, if you're going to put all this time and energy into branding, I think the thing to keep in mind at the, at the forefront of your endeavors is I'm not placing myself, our church isn't in, in competition with, I'm not trying to contrast our church with another church. I'm trying to contrast our church with the world. I'm trying to contrast our church with the culture. And so there is this, I think if you, that's a healthy maybe way to, to look at branding is I'm not trying to show that I'm better than this other Christian church. I'm trying to show myself this is a better option than what the world has to offer. Um, you know, and then there's always that, that possibility that you have really good branding and you've hired the best people and you've spent all the money and you've done all this and you've, actually just really a really bad church. Like you're not in, 
you're not pointing people to Jesus, you're not in the word, you're not spirit filled, there isn't prayer, there isn't genuine worship. And so branding isn't the end all. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's a means to to an end. And so I think that's something to be mindful of. I wouldn't uh yeah, I wouldn't want to make it like I'm competing with other churches. I'd want to compete with the with the world. But anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and stop here as we come up on the on the 30 minute mark. Um I hope this has been more practical for you. This is again something I just I blew. Like I did not even I can't even point to one good thing I did in this area. But we'll pick this up in another episode around marketing and some of the things that we did and didn't do and should have done and and whatnot. So um, thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been a help to you. If so, please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us a rating or a review if you're listening um, you know, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something of that nature. I would also encourage you, if you know a church planter, you are a church planter, you've got a team or supporters or whatever, uh, man, please forward this on to them or post this on your socials where they can see it and get access to it. We truly, I, man, my heart is to help people as they're preparing to go start churches uh, of their own. I, I want to I want to be a, a, an encouragement and a help in that endeavor. And so if this is a small, if this has helped you in a small way, please pass that along to, to others that it might do the same. Again, my name is Logan Wolf, and this has been Everything I Did Wrong as a Church Planter, a Million Part Series.